Hey friends, welcome to episode 159 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker and I'm glad you're here with me, you guys. We have a great episode today. My guest is Vanessa Paris. She is a director and production director on the new CW show, Charmed. And she's going to tell you what exactly a production director does versus a director and also just how amazing kick-ass women directors are. All right, you ready? Here we go. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey friends, I hope you're having an awesome week so far. We are getting closer and closer to Christmas. Are you running around like crazy? Are you buying a lot of things or are you feeling like uh, you're on top of it already? I feel like I'm on top of it. I've already bought a bunch of stuff. I've got presents stashed in various places throughout the house. And sometimes I forget (laughs) that I've put them somewhere. And then I'll remember a few days after Christmas and be like, oh no. Um, But it uh, it's still fun. I, I have to say I feel more caught up and swept up in the Christmas spirit this year than ever before. And I don't know if it's because Channing is a little older and she's getting Christmas now and really getting into it. Like she helped us like get out all the decorations and decorate the tree in the house this past weekend. But um, I think maybe it's because I'm at a point where I'm sharing so much of my life whether it's on my Instagram or Twitter or here on the podcast. And it feels like I'm celebrating this holiday with more people. Does that make sense? Like, I know that sounds a little corny and cheesy, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And it's like, it feels like we're all celebrating rather than just Chris and I or our small little family. Um, like I go to Home Goods and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to tell everybody about this giant disco ball for holiday parties that I found or, you know, whatever. Or like I went to um, Home Depot the other day and I should not be left alone in Home Depot. I bought so much stuff. They had these giant nutcrackers that light up. And if I could have fit more than two or three of them in my cart, I would have because I love nutcrackers. I remember one of my most favorite memories growing up was going to see the Nutcracker with my mom. And so I, she would buy me one every year. We go to the ballet and she'd buy me one. And um, so I just, it, there's just something, <clears throat> there's just something in the air this year that feels really special about Christmas. And I hope it's that way for you guys too. All right. That's all I'm saying. I hope you're having a merry, merry time. My guest this week is Vanessa Paris. You guys, she is a production director and director on the CW's Charmed, the CW show Charmed. And um, she's also directed many other things before. But what's interesting about this, and she can explain to you what exactly a production director is versus a director. And it's, there's things, there's so many roles and positions um, in Hollywood. And when it comes to making your favorite movie or TV show that you don't really think about, like you don't really think about the hair and makeup team or the sound. And you know, you, we just look at the actors and sometimes you think about the producers if you're really into it or the directors, but you don't think about the hundreds of people there, the crew that it takes to put on a TV show. And Vanessa is in charge of the overall feel uh, and look of the show. 
And which you wouldn't, you know, initially, I guess, you know, you maybe wouldn't think it would be that hard, but I think it would be really hard because you have to stay consistent. You have to make sure each episode looks the same. Like if you watch Arrow on the CW at all, I'm a huge nerd. Um, thanks to my husband, but I watched Arrow and we watched The Flash. They have a certain look and feel to them. And that's the job of the production director. And I'll let her explain that a little bit more, although I think I just did explain it. I think I just did. But anyway, um, but she's also a mom and she talks about what it's like to work 12 to 15 hour days on set and um, has some insights and how she handles that as a mom of a two year old and actors. Listen up. We are going to be talking about what directors and producers are looking for when you walk in the room or when they see your audition tapes valuable information from somebody who knows from the other side of the curtain. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you definitely want to check that out. As for me this week, you guys, I am interviewing Natalie Portman, Jude Law, Steve Carell, Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) I, I, I have to stop and pinch myself sometimes and um, because it's like my job is giving me so many amazing and wonderful opportunities that it's a little like, what? I keep waiting for somebody to go, ha ha, we've caught you doing something awesome and having fun. Um, <laughs> but so far, nobody has. Uh, they're letting me continue to enjoy my job. Although I do have to say there always is still this lingering pang of um, the actor in me who who wants to be the one who's talking about their project. Like I want to be the one who's talking about my movie or my TV show. And it's, I find myself in the middle of this world that I can't, I can't fully describe how it feels. Like it's this, I love my job and I love getting to interview actors and, um, and talk about movies and TV shows, but I also am an actor and I really want to be on a TV show and be in movies. So it's, um, it's a constant battle of, of internal battle, I should say of, of my dreams. Um, <laughs> pardon me. Oh my gosh, I just coughed on you. All right. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up my mommy monologue and my rambling here and, uh, get right to this interview with Vanessa. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. She is the production director and director of CW's charm. She actually just directed the episode that came out this Sunday. Uh, so you want to check it out. So here's my interview with Vanessa. What a thrill, you guys. We have an actual, powerful, incredibly inspiring female director on the show today, Vanessa Paris. Thank you so much for finding the time to talk with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me and for that lovely intro. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) You should take it. You, there's a lot of things going on right now. First of all, let's talk about, um, you have been named one of the top 10 female directors breaking stereotypes by She Knows. And that's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about, for people who may not know, um, what a producing director is and um, what exactly your job is. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, A producing director is usually the main director on a TV series. So I am in charge of, in addition to directing some of the episodes, I'm in charge of the visual style and keeping it consistent. So the look, the tone, the performances, just trying to keep a unified 
feel for the season because we have different directors come in. So I oversee those directors. And then I also help hire the crew and um, just I'm involved from start to finish and everything that's happening on set. I'm fascinated by that because there are some shows that, that actually, you know, a lot of shows, but more shows I think on the CW, in my opinion, have a very specific look to them. They have a certain yes. look and a feel, a color scheme even. Um, yeah. and, and that's basically what you have to oversee throughout the entire series. Right. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Well, it's one of my favorite parts of <laughs> directing. I love things with visual style. So I love that our show has a specific visual style. And at the beginning of the series, we had an amazing pilot to draw from, which Brad Silverling directed and I love, so that's a great Bible, but I, I made a lookbook of just, you know, the kind of lenses that I saw for the show based on and inspired by the pilot and the kind of looks and the atmosphere and the color palettes for interior versus exterior. And like for the house, I saw it as very warm versus the rest of the town and the university and everything outside the house were playing cool. So just came up with a whole look for the show, again, inspired by the pilot and then jumping off from there. And then we got here back in June and we started building sets. And so I was very involved with the sets being built, which was really fun just to have like 200 people building these like houses and rooms. And like in a matter of four weeks, we had, you know, we filled these huge stages. So it's been really, really exciting to be a part of a show that has such a distinct visual element to it. Um, now, did I read that you also were an actor? Did you start off acting and yes. kind of migrated over to directing? Tell me a little I bit about did, that. I did. I did. I started out acting when I was a kid. I grew up in New York and Connecticut and Rhode Island, so I did a lot of theater growing up. And then at college, we weren't allowed to major in anything quite that artistic. It was very – I went to Harvard, and they didn't, they didn't have theater or acting as a major. But I also had always really liked – biology so I majored in biology but I did a lot of plays and I was in an acapella group and and then when I graduated I was in this dilemma about whether I should go to med I got into medical schools and I was preparing myself to go to medical school emotionally but I just had this passion to to do something to continue my pursuit of the arts so I deferred med school and I went to Circleman Square Theater School for acting and I did their conservatory and absolutely loved it I was just like, it was all about being in the moment and learning to feel and to be sensitive and just all these wonderful life lessons that I still use in my directing and in my life. And uh, so after theater school, I um, I kept deferring med school and I I moved to LA and I just immediately wrote a script so that I could act in it and then decided to direct it. And just love directing. So I kind of did both acting and directing for a while. And now I primarily just do directing. But that was 15 15 years ago when I did my first feature. No, I love what you said. um, And I I should say I love that you have an acting background and have experience and knowledge of actors as a director. Because I feel like there's a lot of directors who they don't take the time to learn how to communicate with actors and it it sort of becomes very perfunctory on set and you know and there's there is a different language um that's used I I feel like I mean has that been yeah there is yeah totally like well for me I just feel like it's so natural because I just step into it as an actor first and so it's very easy for me to communicate with 
actors and I love working with actors. And so that's a big part of it. I really make sure to do my homework during prep in terms of how I'm going to shoot it and the technical parts of it. So that when I get to set, I can be totally present and all about the actors and the acting. And it feels like a really fun place to be because then I can just see what magic unfolds. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about Charmed in that I, I read that it has more, it, it's a very female driven show and this seems like a, it is. a really great time to have a show like that come back. I mean, do you know, like, what was the, what was the idea to bring it back? Was it, was it just because it was these wonderful three male, three female leads or was there, did the producers feel like there was more stories to tell there? I wasn't involved in that part of it. I know that they were trying to do the remake, the reboot for quite a few years. And I'm not sure what exactly catapulted it to happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, it might've been that Jenny Ehrman decided to do it, who is the creator of and showrunner of Jane, the Virgin, which is just super brilliant show yeah, and, and has been very successful. So I don't know about that part, but I do know that when I watched the pilot, I could not believe how topical it and like what a perfect time it is to be making this exactly what you're saying. Like it was about powerful women being called witches throughout history. And here were these women who were learning they were quote unquote witches, but really they were just these different distinct women who are powerful in their own ways. So it was such a great metaphor for what's happening right now in our culture with me too. And with time's up and with, you know, more women getting hired and more women making, having pay equity and, you know, all of these things just seems like it's such the right time for this show to be made. Now, have you noticed on the other side of things um, since the Me Too movement happened, have you noticed a shift in the number of women getting hired in positions like yours or even higher? Yes, you know? finally I have. Oh, great. That's great. I have. Like just this year and last year. Like it's been, we've been talking about it uh, since I've entered the business. I mean, like for as long as I can remember, everybody's been talking about that there's going to be change and I even went to something at the DGA a couple of years ago that was celebrating these pioneer women from 30 years ago who had worked to make change, but then it kind of everything just kind of stayed at like 10% female directors for 30 years. And like everyone was like talking about it, talking about it. And then we started, you know, the studios and the network started to have programs to support women and diverse hires. And still it was just talk, like just raising awareness. And then finally, I think it was because of Me Too and because of Time's Up that actually people, women and minorities are getting hired more like as of just like the last year or two, I feel like there's been a big change. And do you think that that momentum will continue or do you think that it's sort Gosh, of like I a reaction so. to like, uh, I don't know, you know, it's know. like reactive, like, Oh, we better fix like, this. <laughs> I feel like we all have to get through. Like I just, I'm like, everyone come, come, let's get through it. So that <laughs> on the other side in case it closes, in case the door closes. I don't know. I'm just praying it just, we can just keep moving forward. I think we can. I think so too. I think once you kind of, you know, bust the door down a little bit and we get women in positions of power, they're not going to give them up anytime. You know, they're not going to be like, right. okay, and I'm done. <laughs> I have to say that I think women work harder because they know, we know that we have to, like, we know that we can't, we're not going to show up and direct an episode and just be like, Mwah, it's okay. Phone it in. Like no right. woman who has worked her ass off to get there is going to do that. So we are like repeatedly over delivering and, you know, doing a really great job. So that will help the, the change to last too. Now there's a lot of actors that listen to my show and Mm -hmm. I always, whenever I have a director or producer or somebody with sort of behind the curtain knowledge 
um, <laughs> of, of what goes on in terms of like getting people on a show or casting and that sort of thing. I, I like to talk about that a little bit. When, do you, are you involved in the casting process at all? And, and mm-hmm. what advice and tips do you have for actors who are auditioning um, right now? I would say make choices, go in and make your audition memorable, like make it the way only you would do it so that there's some life and some, some thing going on underneath that, that makes it stand out as interesting or unique. I think those are the things that, that tend to actually win rather than just kind of being safe and doing the same thing, same way that you might conceptualize. Well, I think so we're, just bring we're also, as much of yourself. We're also scared. And I mean, I'm sure you remember as an actor, we're, you know, there's yeah. a little bit of Ugh, fear I've that like... I've hated auditioning so much. Yeah. I totally, I have so much respect for actors going in over and over. And, you know, and it takes so much time to prepare for an audition. And then you go in there and you have like five minutes. It's the whole process is uh, a nightmare, I think, for actors. Um, so for me, I'm always trying to respect that and understand that. And, and if I'm in the room, I give direction and I, I try to work with actors so that it becomes a process. And yeah. it's 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 fulfilling and it's not just this horrific two minutes of, <laughs> do something I, i'm one of the weird yeah. actors I, I actually really like auditioning because oh my god really? i know it's weird That's amazing it's weird i love auditioning because i'm like this is my chance to show what i can do and other, i would much rather be auditioning than sitting at home and talking right. about what i can do like let me right. audition and show you that is very healthy heather very <laughs> healthy perspective i never had that i was always like ah I have to prepare so I just, and I had to learn it so well so that I wouldn't be in my head about it and then I It's hard. Oh, it's well, I hard, think yeah. what you know, the hardest part for me was walking away from the is walking away from the audition because then I'm like, oh, did I do everything I did wanted you do to it? do? Did yeah. I really make a strong yeah. enough choice there, you know? And yeah. and actors we we do get in our head and we do start second guessing because we hear like um you know, they may be looking for somebody taller or shorter or wider yeah. or smaller. And you just never know. And there's so much that's out of our control. But we but we still want it so bad. And it's it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. And there is a lot. A lot of it is about the look. Not that, like, I always took it personally and thought, like, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not tall enough or I'm not. But it's actually more like you need to look like the sister or you need to, right. you have to look different from the other person. It's not so much like a pretty or not pretty or attractive or appealing, but it's more like aesthetic, how you fit into the aesthetic of the group. Yeah. Which goes back to basically what you do, which is made the overall aesthetic of a show. I pretty much assume I'll never get to be on a CW show because I am not sexy enough. <laughs> I cannot I wear a half I shirt. You, so I'm sure that you're sexy, but I have no idea. <laughs> that in my mind is least what I, I tell myself. I'm not young enough because everybody's like 20. Yes. I'm definitely not young enough and I can't pull off a half shirt. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I could bite somebody. Let's do this. Like, I feel like all the CW shows mm-hmm. have some really cool action involved and stuff like that. Um, Which I love. I, I was going to say, do you action. love that part of it? Do you get, to get involved it. in that? I get so into it. I'm so into directing action and I'm always like, like I just finished directing a scene where it was a flashback and um, there's a prison scene and somebody's get, getting beat, beaten up and he's supposed to show his rage. And I'm just like, yeah, go. <laughs> You're like, rage, like, rage. What is this? Yeah. Like, why am I so, I think it's so much fun. I see. I think that stuff is really fun too, because it's very against type for me. And like one time I got to yeah. play this prisoner on um, the mentalist 
and they mm-hmm. had my hair like in dreads and I was in this giant orange jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like playing tough, but I was just like secretly in the corner, like giggling, like this is so much fun. I'm such a badass. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally. Uh, Maybe it gives us freedom or something. Yeah. To, you know, just freedom to play big. It totally does. It totally does. Um, so what, how much longer are you in the middle of Charmed right now? So how many more episodes do you have to do? Or are you going to really take a, a holiday break? We just got picked up for a full season. So we have, we're doing nine more. Congratulations. Um, That's thank awesome. you. Yeah. So we've done, tw- we're on, we're shooting right now. 11. I directed eight. I directed two, eight and 10 so far. So it's been crazy busy. Um, but it's such an amazing group and the show is led by like, just the executive producers are brilliant and communicative and awesome. So it's, it's nonstop work, but it's an amazing, fulfilling experience. It's just exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. But that's so great though. Like it's better to be, I'm always like, it's, I would much rather be super busy and tired than not working at all. And totally, it's it's so like. Um, you know, feast or famine. I feel like in it's just our like, industry is so crazy that like a 12 yeah. hour day is, is what an eight hour day is in every other industry. Yeah. Right. Like you're in, that's just normal eight, 12 hours and you have to get there early, of course. So it's like, how do you have any life semblance of another life? Right. Yeah. Like before this job, like I would take a job and I would have that, but I would do that for like, if I were doing a movie, it would be for a few months and then I would take a couple weeks off and then I would do another movie for a few months or a, or an episode, which would be a month, and then you take a little time off. But to keep going, like, I haven't done a series like this where it's 22 episodes, like, back to back. You know, you don't stop. So it's, it's I have so much respect for all of the, the crews and every series have been doing this forever, right? Like, they're just working consistently 12, 13, 14 hours a day. This, the hours for film and television, like people don't, I don't think the average person really understands like what goes into making their favorite TV yeah. show. And right. Like and these teams of people, people are working yeah. around the clock and even like, you know, there's so much work to do even on the weekends. Like you just really don't have time off. And how many all. people are involved? Like hundreds and, of people. And like 200 people are working. Yeah. yeah. It's like at least. Um, what are you, so. what would you like to do beyond directing do you have do you want to be a showrunner do you want to develop your own shows like what is your ultimate goal no I started out doing that like after because I wrote and directed my two feature films and then I started selling tv shows that I would be would have showrun if they had gone like I sold a show to freeform but then it didn't go and I, I sold some pitches like ABC in different places but I really love directing. Like, I think I've always liked directing more than writing. So so then when I started just, you know, focusing more on directing, I just found that I was so happy. So I, I'm super happy. I just want to direct and direct, you know, I guess the next step would be directing pilots and directing, like, big feature films. I'd love to direct a big action feature film. Oh, that would be but, so cool. We yeah. definitely need more female directors in action films because honestly I can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah, like action and genre films. Oh, yeah. I would love to do and we don't have many at all yeah we're definitely underrepresented in that area um do you have any advice for anybody newly new to directing or anybody who maybe wants to step into that arena like what would you like to tell them I would say it's still really hard but really worth it if you love it it is the most fulfilling way to spend your time and for me it forces me like I mentioned before to be in the moment 
to be like on point. I'm constantly answering questions, using my brain, using my heart to connect with people. Like it just uses every part of you in the most amazing way. So I would say find a way to do it. Like just find your own way to get started and do it and just keep doing it and keep practicing. So you get better by practicing. And now for women, we have these programs that are actually instrumental in helping women bridge from, you know, doing their own projects to getting into the system. So all of the studios have them and they're effective. Finally, like there's a way. So do you know, like apply for the programs, make something of your own first. Cause you have to have something to show them and then apply for the programs and do them and, or just keep making your own stuff and somebody will, you know, get it in front of people. I love that. But don't, I, th- I, I guess I would say, don't feel like you have to stay outside the system because I think for so many years it was like women make independent films yeah and they don't they don't make any money and you're just like struggling trying to get an independent film made and that was what women did and then men are in the system making making all the money yeah it's like well no we need to bridge that gap if you want to make independent films great do that but if you want to make the bigger budget stuff then make sure you there's a way now for you to do that and i think especially now more than ever before there is such it's such a great time for women who want to create their own content and create their own stuff to get noticed because yeah. I think people are looking for people it, are looking finally. for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're looking for them and they want to find somebody who is talented like you are and, and say, come oh, over, make our show look amazing <laughs> and be a part of it. So yeah. Yeah. La- ladies, come work your ass off. Come okay, work your ass off. 12 hour days. I am. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. (laughs) I'm loving it. I'm so glad. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I know you're super busy and I I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your support and your supporting other women and mothers. Yay, (laughs) ladies. Everyone. Girl power. Yes. Uh, Totally. Well, um, you guys, I'm going to put up information about Vanessa and, of course, about Charmed uh, up on motherhood.com. Yes, everybody, please watch. It's going, it's like, so beautiful, so exciting. And I am a mother. I have a two-year-old, so oh, mothers, I, do it, too. We didn't even talk about that. We did not even <laughs> know, talk about mom stuff. I was like, wait, but I am a mother, too. I was like, enough. I wasn't sure <laughs> if we should talk about it, but I would love to talk about that really quickly. So how are you doing that with your 12-hour days? Do you, do you? Well, have- it's been amazing. This group of people have been so open to figuring out how to incorporate my son into my world because oh, I, I would not be seeing him if not. So we have... In our offices, we have a whole play area that we have built specifically for him right outside my office. I'm looking at it right now through the glass doors. That's amazing. And he comes here most days for a couple hours with one of my three nannies. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. Um, But he comes every day and then, you know, we're just, I'm just trying to figure out how to do it and include him in the work, which, you know, people at first were surprised because most studios don't have kids around, but... This and one does. No, there's no child care, but at least we have a space where he can come. A space. Yeah. Well, for so long, I think men were doing everything and they just assumed, no, yeah. I leave my kids at home. Like, that's just what you right. do. But for, for moms sometimes, and honestly for men too, it's not always that easy and it's not realistic. Um, and it's not healthy. It's not even healthy. for a man. Like, yeah. Then he never gets to see his family. So right. it would be great to just incorporate a way to have kids around and, and have like, childcare like you're saying like actually build into the system a place for that for families they started to do it. like I know they have one at Disney and they have like at some of the studios themselves but not not at stages yet 
Um, were you hesitant at all before you became a mom to, to have a kid? Were you worried that it was going to prevent you from working or being able to get jobs and work those long hours? Uh, I, well, it made me wait. Like I was so consumed with my career that I didn't think about having kids for Mm -hmm. as soon as I think I would have if I were doing something else. But once I decided I wanted to have a baby, I didn't think about that at all. I guess there was a moment like right after I had him or like month one or something where I was like, oh my God, I better get back to work or people are going to forget about me. Or, you know, I had some of that fear come up. But I did go out back to work after three months, but I just brought him everywhere on all my sets. And See? it's been amazing. And that's what I yeah, did. People, yeah, people have just been, yeah, did you? Yeah, I did. that's what I tell people. I'm like, there is, there is a way you can incorporate your family life into this industry and into this business. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't yeah. have to wait for the perfect position. Or for me, I just kept waiting. Yeah, you just make it work. You, you, you make just it figure work. it out. You just, yeah. Everything, you just keep figuring it out. Like even like this job, they were like, okay, you have to go up to Vancouver for the next six months. And I'm like, oh, I already had, like I had them in school in LA oh, and I had no. my nannies there. They're like, in like 10 days or whatever. It was like two weeks from when I got the job. Oh, wow. So I was like, ah! Okay. Guess we're going to Vancouver. Like, figure it out. Yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> I feel like it's it's we just put this pressure on ourselves, and also I think moms in this business we put an ideal situation in there where, like for me, I always had this dream I was going to be a series regular, and they were going to give me childcare on set, and I could just be my mm-hmm. baby and whatever. That did yep. not happen, and I kept waiting and waiting, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait to have kids anymore. I'm going to have my baby. I'm going to live my life, and she's going to yeah. be a part of it, and she's she she loves it. She's been to going to auditions with me since she was about three months old, yeah. and um, she's a pro now. You know, like she just it, we we find ways to you figure out a them. way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's great for everybody. It's great for the world to have. Kids around who exactly. are just filled with joy. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. Well, I love that. I think that is incredibly inspiring. And I hope that people listening are also inspired and encouraged um, by your story as well. So like I said, you guys, I'm going to put up all this information about Vanessa on motherhoodinhollywood.com. And um, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Heather. And thank you, everyone, for listening. All right, you guys, that's going to do it for me. Have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.